1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started.
3: In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo. The tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo.
2: Now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.
0: Welcome to the Big Suey, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Levitard podcast. I'm
4: sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. (laughs) In fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. Billy, do you think that anyone in Ravens in-game festivities or marketing, when they brought out Terrell Suggs emotionally late in the game to fire up the crowd uh, and show his championship ring off to people, do you think that anyone in Ravens front office or marketing took inventory of the fact that the last championship Terrell Suggs won, it was for the Kansas City Chiefs? I, no, don't
5: think that they were thinking that. I'm also just learning this information, too.
6: I knew I knew that because uh, it was the Super Bowl that was down here, and I had the task of, for ESPN Radio, running <laughs> around and handing my phone to players so that they could join Mike Tannenbaum's Super Bowl recap live on ESPN Radio. And I got Terrell Suggs. He was he was the person that I got. I ran up and I gave him the phone, and he got the exclusive with Mike Tannenbaum right after the game. And I was very nervous: one, that my phone was going to die; two, that I wasn't going to have reception; and three, that he was just going to run away with my phone because I heard stories headed into it that players had taken people's phones before. They just got so excited, and they went into the locker room, and then you don't have access to the locker room, and then your phone is gone, and then you have to find someone that can go in there and find your. Phone. It's, it's a whole thing. So it was a very stressful. It was a very stressful thing. And it was my first time that I was covering the Super Bowl at the game. So I didn't want to let the bosses down. So I got Terrell Suggs and then I I didn't successfully get anyone else. But I heard they were very excited because they got Terrell Suggs before he was on TV, which is a big get. Even though he didn't really factor that much into the game.
3: People do seem to be freaking out about this being a rematch from the game that happened like right before the COVID-19 shutdown during the last election cycle. So uh, mm, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe this will, like, undo the curse. Maybe the Niners win this one and things go back to normal yeah. oh. now. It's probably weird. not.
5: It feels like a nostalgic Super Bowl, even though right. they last played four, uh, four years ago. So much about the world has <laughs> changed since their last matchup that I'm a little worried something bad is going to happen at four weeks after oh, the Lord. Super Bowl.
3: Can't get worse.
6: <laughs> is this where we're at, where we're now afraid of things that are imaginary?
3: Yes, We've yes, been, we've Billy. Been, we've been there, Billy. <laughs> really?
6: I think that the 49ers' win is not going to undo COVID. Nah, have bad I have bet. Didn't news know for I was everybody.
5: doing the show with John McClane.
4: <laughs> like. My
3: great aunt will come back to life. Who knows?
4: Kansas City in that game. I think people get forgetful about how badly outcoached Kansas City was in that game. They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, and they converted some third and something ridiculous to Tyreek Hill with a flutter ball. Yes. But Like, with Garoppolo, San Francisco was a pass away from winning that game, and Kansas City had to come back because they got smothered. With a much better offense than the one they're going into this game with, they got smothered most of that game. Double-digit
5: lead in that
0: one. I think it's the fifth time in NFL history there's been a rematch of coaches in the Super Bowl, and, of course, we have Tom Coughlin beating uh, Bill Belichick twice, but all four other times, the coach that won the first time won the second time. That's amazing.
5: I'm just ready for all the AI-written um, blog posts and, and articles on they showed you why they went with Brock Purdy over Jimmy Garoppolo because <laughs> when it came time to make the throw, because we we all know there's going to be a time in that Super Bowl he's going to have to make a play that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't.
4: Put it on the poll, please. Who do you feel worst for today, Zay Flowers or the city of Detroit? Hmm. Because the city of De- Detroit is waking up Today with a feeling that's going to feel a, like uh, just an empty sort of sickness. Let's put up this photo of Eminem at the game, uh, shooting birds at everybody during a happier time uh, when they were. I, I'm guessing they were winning at that point and Aww. things felt better.
3: I was thinking about this this morning. There's like there's a lot of different ways to give the finger, right? Like that's one of the meanest ways. Yeah. That's like a, yeah, I really don't like With, really with the saddles, like you. with,
4: with yeah. the with the Double sides. Kick the side exactly. That, yeah. If
3: you just do like one solo finger, it's like, oh, like, hee hee.
5: Okay. We, we were robbed a- of uh, a great celebrity musician matchup in the Super Bowl. The dichotomy of Taylor Swift and her fan base with Eminem and his fan base. Right. He should have leaned in. He should have started dating Sam
4: Laporta. Hmm. Can you uh, show for me, please, on video, because I don't know what happened here, Stugatz. Was this playful, what was happening before the game with Mahomes and Justin Tucker, where Justin Tucker is coming in with his kicking tees, and he's putting them in Mahomes' area, and Mahomes and Kelsey are going back and forth, and they're pulling uh, and kicking uh, Tucker's tees. Is this uh, a playful thing here? A little gamesmanship, Dan, you know? Uh, because uh, Chris Cody, what did you think here? Because it seems like Mahomes might be playing, but I don't know that Kelsey is playing here.
1: It all seems playful to me. Justin Tucker seems to be smiling. Right. I feel like these guys have like hung out at Pro Bowls. I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't see this as like a real incident. This seemed playful.
4: A real incident.
1: So I thought it was No, like was where people have to be incident. separated and stuff. Like this is just guys having fun <laughs> with each other. The tell is the guy
6: in the black coat that appears next to Justin Tucker after the second one, right? So the first one's like, hey, Justin Tucker laughs it off. He pats him on the back and it's like a whole thing. Then look at the guy over there. See him at the right of the screen in the black coat. There you go. Watch him. The second time, he throws up his hands and he's like, what's up? That guy was ready to throw down. Watch this. this. Watch- oh, there he goes. Watch the hands. Here we go. They're coming now. If you're listening on the podcast,
1: this makes no sense. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this to is <laughs> to me what I saw here was just classic Travis Kelsey wanting to get in on the attention. This is Mahomes messing with Tucker, and then Kelsey kind of sees it. He's like, "Oh, I want to go do that too. This is yeah. fun. Oh, ooh, there's cameras getting this. Let me let me go be part of this. It's wow. like Mahomes and Tucker were already doing this oh. thing. And they're, Kelsey... just, they're just doing right. a little right.
3: peanuts bit.
1: Yeah, it's a I mean, comic
3: strip happening.
0: Kelsey right injected
1: right now. himself. I'm not. I'm not, just not like, oh, I want
5: I want some of this attention. I'm not going to pretend to know what a, a field goal kicker's pregame routine is supposed to be. I just find that a very <laughs> odd place to be warming up field goals with. Since <laughs> it's
1: a 10-yard field goal from there.
5: I think Justin Tucker's got that one down.
4: <laughs> Stugatz, when it comes to Dolphin analysis around here, I would say that it's probably not too much of a coincidence that all four of the teams that you were watching yesterday have dominant tight ends. The Dolphins do not have a dominant tight end. They're a tight end away. Um, The thing that I wanted to ask you, though, as it relates to Kelsey, is... I don't want to get forgetful. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. But Gronk is the best tight end we've ever seen. And Brady is the best quarterback we've ever seen. But how soon are the two guys in Kansas City, if they haven't already done it at tight end, how soon before they take over the conversation on I'm the best that there's ever been at that position? Uh, I think Kelsey is for Mahomes. It's five Super Bowl
0: victories from (laughs) them.
4: I mean, he's not going to play till he's 45. Brady played in 10 Super Bowls. Mahomes is halfway there, and he's got, you know, if he plays as long as Brady, he's got 15 more years to right. get to – to 10 Super Bowls played in. Like, I don't think anyone is going to play anymore as long as Brady does, and Mahomes' body isn't going to hold up because he doesn't play the same way that Tom Brady does. So it's unreasonable to expect him to even play into his early 40s or any quarterback to play into their early 40s.
0: I mean, he's 1-2, Brady 1-7. He's got five to go, I guess. Maybe if we get to five, we'll start having that conversation, but he still has to win five Super Bowls, Dan, and he has to win one without the Chiefs. He does. He has to get to six with the Chiefs and then go to a really bad team and win a Super Bowl in his first season with them, and
4: then we can start but discussing You'll
5: always be able to say that Brady was 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason and one of them in the Super Bowl.
4: Uh, the only the only two losses that Mahomes has he's eight and two when he falls down in a playoff game by more than seven and the only time he hasn't been able to recover is against Tom Brady. Uh, but Stugatz, you are someone who consistently, when it comes to quarterback play, you will never uh, put anyone other than Brady there because all you do by way of measurement, I understand it, is winning, mm-hmm. winning, winning, winning. Yes. Even though. Uh, that Tom Brady won one of those Super Bowls, scoring 13 points. But he won. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, but I would say there are many people watching football these days who would say that the skill set that Mahomes has for a quarterback is better than Brady's. I think a lot of people listening to this would make the argument that he can beat you in more ways, and now he has this thing that Jessica's talking about at 28, which Brady didn't have this at 28. He's inevitable. He's inevitable. He's four of the last five Super Bowls because don't bet against him. He's hard. This one is tough to come by. Brady got that later in his life. He didn't have it. His first Super Bowl run, Brady threw one touchdown past the entire playoff run. It took him a minute to get to where Mahomes is now. Mahomes is further along now than Brady was at the same age in terms of just evaluating the skill set.
0: Dan, you're right. Brady, that first season, the first Super Bowl, he replaced Drew Bledsoe. He was a game manager. I mean that's that's really what he was and Bill loved him because he didn't turn the ball over. And so and they ended up winning a Super Bowl. But Patrick Mahomes is not the reason. Dan, every team's different. And sometimes you need help. And Mahomes is no different. And this year the defense is really helping
4: him out. They are helping him out, but what you just said about Brady, just don't turn the ball over. That's what Mahomes did yesterday. One hundred and Lamar that's, did. But that's why yes. they, they won the game. Baltimore's defense isn't just great. They cause turnovers, yes. like they're good at turnovers, right. and Mahomes didn't turn the ball over. But they did nothing in the second half except the one throw at the end of the like 67 yards in 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 a half. Stugatz is dreadful. Baltimore's defense ransacked Kansas City the second half of that game. Kansas City won that game by simply winning the first half and then just watching Baltimore punch itself in the face the second half.
0: It was so interesting because you have the two-time MVP versus Patrick Mahomes, and you figure offensive fireworks. You figure that. But these two defenses were two of the best in the NFL the entire season, and the game played out exactly like that, even with those two guys playing quarterback. Jessica said
4: shootout. <laughs> She said shootout. It was 7-7 okay, seven, seven, shootout. All felt I didn't it. We all not say felt shootout. It. Yeah.
3: Everyone else said shootout. Your watch
4: party. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you would ag- not, not the ball No, We all knew.
4: <laughs> you would agree, Stugantz. I know we're talking about the Detroit disintegration, but Baltimore disintegrated. Yes. Like, the, the taunting, the, the penalties, the stupid penalties, the, the turning the ball over twice in that kind of game in and around the end zone. Uh, I know Detroit, because they were the last game and because they were up 24-7, are going to be accused more of disintegrating today, but the way Baltimore played was super immature.
3: You know how I know the Chiefs are good? Because they did the fumble into the end zone and they still won the game. That's <laughs> inevitability.
0: Howdy,
5: listeners. It's Mike, and you know, a lot has changed over the years. Just look at sports. There's instant replay, a three-point line, There were shifts and then not shifts, but one thing that hasn't changed over the course of all those things I just mentioned, the great taste of Miller Lite. That's right. It's so good. And it's also less filling. So what's the best thing about Miller Lite, the original light beer? Well, Miller Lite sparked this debate way back in 1975. We still haven't settled it. Be like me. I don't pick one. I like it because it's both. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's a beer that strips away everything that you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Be like me, say both. Miller Lite, great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Don Lebatard. Did you watch me at NC State? I was all ACC. I don't have necessarily the mobility, but no one can see over the line like me. Michael, the ACC Network job is a good
1: job. It's a stable I'm job.
4: I'm to pack it in.
1: I've got a lot of good football left in me. My footwork is underrated. I can step up in the pocket with the best of them. No one can scan the field like me. But wouldn't it be nice to be around
0: the family more often and not have to worry about any injuries? Babe, just give me one more season.
5: Stugats. Tell you what, I'm not going to therapy. I'm not. Therapy is not happening. Sorry. You need to work on you. you There's one person pulling the rope for this family right here, and it's Mike Lennon.
4: This is the Dan Levatar Show with the Stugats. got There are a number of things about Brock Purdy that I find puzzling, including the way all of the measurements at that position have changed over the last few years that make it hard for people to identify whether the quarterback is good by himself right. or whether he's a product of the system. And then we start doing the pie chart on how much of this is he responsible for, how much is the coach responsible for, but nothing is more confusing to me about Brock Purdy than the incredible passion people have about wanting him to not be as good (laughs) as some others think he might be. This is the last pick in the draft. This is an underdog story. This has some of the Tom Brady elements to it. And when Tom Brady started, he was a system quarterback. Yes. And then he got so many reps that he became what he became. But I am genuinely puzzled. Why wouldn't you root for the guy who was the last pick in the draft To be great, unless the thing that's most important to you is that your assessment of how good someone is (laughs) has to be exactly right without any dilution by degrees. And that's the most important thing. Not that the guy who's kind of a great story seems to be pretty good and is exceeding every expectation except for yours because you don't want him to be better than you think he is. You nailed it. I don't get that. Like, what's happening there? And give me someone else that the coverage of that person is like that. There are some people, Shannon Sharp among them, so invested in the idea he shouldn't be the reason they win, when yesterday, kind of the reason they won. A
0: lucky pass. I mean,
4: okay, but kind of the reason. They won the same pass that Garoppolo didn't get lucky on in the Super Bowl and lost to Mahomes. Right. He got lucky that it bounced <laughs> off a face mask and he advances. But you understand what I'm asking you, right? I don't get the coverage of him. Why root against this person being excellent? Why, why root so hard to be right that you want him to lose that game?
0: I think this person was going against America's team yesterday in particular and everyone wanted to see Detroit win. Therefore, they are not happy that Brock Purdy... Not- not only won, but was a reason.
4: I'm not talking about just yesterday, though. Because It's it's all the coverage of of Purdy. I'll explain
0: it to you. I think there's a tinge of jealousy because people, Kyle Shanahan makes it look very easy and does a lot of winning with average to below average quarterbacks in people's minds. Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, why can't I have a coach like that? That guy is not that good. That coach, that system makes him good, and that frustrates a lot of people.
3: It's this thing we're doing with quarterbacks, and I think Purdy is the perfect uh, example of it because you can have a circular argument about, like, but Shanahan, but the 49ers, but Purdy, but Garoppolo, but Trey Lance, and then you end up back at Brock Purdy doing a really good job on a team where, yeah, like, we're... Giving him credit, we're not giving credit when they win, but when they lose, it's because he played bad. Like what, you know, half of the Packers game last week. And so we just end up back where we started every time a conversation starts about him because no one knows really how to discuss the fact that like he's very good, he's doing a job that's very hard and for the most part, he's doing it really well and the things that he excels at, not everyone can do. However, he's not doing the things that we can just look at and be like, wow, like look at that throw by Patrick Mahomes, that was insane, no one else can do that. Or look at that run by Josh Allen, like how does he steamroll defenders? like that and he uh, he just ends up in this weird place where we just don't know how to talk about
1: there's him. just no pleasing people for him he was getting mocked for his outfit Yesterday and I, like I think we have a a shot of it. It's a it's a totally fine outfit he's wearing yesterday and just <laughs> eviscerated. If this is bad, I, I have no, no shot at he, life. He, he if looked, like look, if, if, this, if we're gonna made fun of for this, like what's well, wrong with it? Not
4: that it looks bad, but it it does look like he is headed at five in the morning to his crew meet at Oxford. Like well, and it So doesn't... it's
3: it's a quarter zip, uh, just to describe it to people not watching. It's a cor- <laughs> blue quarter zip, but then he's got like a warm shade shacket on with yeah. big pockets. It's a little bit of a. I, I guess I, I to me, what this saying, is just like, this is a
1: non, this is just, don't comment on it. He's, it's not, it's not great fashion, but it's not terrible. Like to me, that outfit is just nobody should say anything about it. Just let him live his life. It's Brock Purdy. But if this yeah. is getting mocked, mm-hmm. there's nothing he can no, do.
3: No, but it's like the blue and the tan thing. Don't go. It oh goes. shit, that's what I'm wearing today. <laughs> yes.
0: I am
5: I am stunned at the the discourse around him, primarily because there is a discourse around him. You couldn't find a more unassuming looking or acting person to have such such passion behind the debates. Where I think we can all agree. It's really cool Mr. Irrelevant got to a Super Bowl this early in his career. But the Lions would have been cooler, I think.
3: But it started like midway through the season when the yeah. uh, the MVP conversation I think is what really like wrinkled a lot of people. The fact that he was part of that, that conversation true. at all even though a lot of times by default like the quarterback from the best team in the NFL gets considered for the MVP and at that point in the season the 49ers were really standing out in that aspect so I think that's kind of where it all started but also like I think this was a little bit of the conversation last year too and as you saw in the game where he broke his elbow and and like in the NFC Championship last game last year like that obviously they, they had to put in their 4 string quarterback so it made a huge difference and then he came back from a horrible injury this year and is still leading his team to the Super Bowl and it's like there's still some weird conversation to be had about it even like I, I'm with Mike I kind of want to just be like cool good for him that's cool
0: no Mike is right good Mike's job. on the right side of this we should all be celebrating this the fact that this guy is headed to the Super Bowl he has 44 touchdowns and 15 interceptions in his first two seasons. That's ridiculous. Half of those interceptions
5: happened on one of the most viewed Monday night games ever. <laughs> which is where there was always a weird discourse around Brock Purdy. And then it just got uh, hyper loud. But I kind of agree with everybody here. Not just scrappy underdog last pick in the NFL draft, also bouncing back from an injury. That is going up against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, (laughs) and we're not having this crazy—it's not leading Good Morning America. This is the American dream personified. It should be something that is viewed
1: almost universally as a really cool, positive story. How are the Chiefs underdogs?
3: It's only two points. Is Purdy the I most don't care. Da-
1: is Purdy the most boring uh Super Bowl playing quarterback ever? Stan Humphreys, Chris Chandler. Okay.
3: <laughs> Got your ass. I do think like part of the conversation is like, Well if Brock Purdy were on the Chiefs, like they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl and it's like, Well, he's not. And his team is in the Super Bowl, yeah. and that's pretty cool. Yep. So I, what are we doing? Cool. The, the, we're just making up hypothetical situations to like argue against each other. And mean,
5: people are not all about this <laughs> matchup. This is what sports that is, is
3: that all that is, about, really. Is, I is. love it. Yes, that
0: is, it is. That is what people
5: we're people doing. are not <laughs> about this matchup, I guess, because they wanted to see Lamar and they wanted to see the Lions. I think because
3: we just had it too. Like but, we just watched a 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl. But it's
5: different now in terms of roster construction. You're seeing what happens to a roster as you systematically have to strip away key pieces because the quarterback's contract gets bigger and bigger this is a different Chiefs team their offense looks a hell of a lot different now and you have the other side of the coin the rookie contract we can we can exploit that inefficiency if we have a guy that wins at this contract that sees him taking home just over a half a million dollars after taxes we can build this mega team (laughs) around him it's two totally different ways to build your team I And when you look at the head coaches, you could not ask for a better matchup. I, I just love this Super Bowl, and I hate that people are down on it because they wanted the underdog story when Brock Purdy is the underdog story. <laughs>
3: I feel the way about, if I could make a comparison that maybe some people won't like, I feel the way about Brock Purdy that I feel about Barbie. He did. A, he's doing a good job. It, he's he's done really well. He's good. Barbie. Good movie. I liked it. <laughs> I think I don't know if I need to say more than that. I, people are going to get mad at me no matter what. But it, they're both good. I Dan,
6: think Dan, I'm worried about fashion next week when we started this talking about what Brock Purdy was wearing. That's what I'm saying. And I'm a little bit worried about the circus that is going to be this cruise fashion shows that everyone's going to be putting on for themselves. Like I feel See, you like you can't just show
1: up like Brock Pretty. Like I want to be like Brock Purdy. Let me just wear something. No one can. Exactly, but no. Exactly. But no. it's got to be all like a Tony with their style. Like, I've been
3: planning my outfits for Vegas like, for like six or seven
1: weeks. Danny, I'll be wearing. Your, I'll be wearing this. You got your outfits planned for Thursday, Friday shows,
4: The
3: Stylist is on it.
4: I have uh, a lot of concerns. In general, about <laughs> everything Super Bowl related, uh, Billy was telling me, and I don't know which one we wanted to root for, that we were very close to having a Detroit Lions hotel because circa evidently has a lot of Detroit Lion connections and we were very close to having a huge party atmosphere where it is that we were independent of anything that we were doing
6: uh, I was told that the owners from Detroit and is a big Lions fan also a big fan of the show I was told uh, and had the Lions made it to the Super Bowl I imagine that that would have been like Lions central and it would have been a home base for the Lions so in early in that game it looked like wow this is going to be a very rowdy atmosphere if we're at like An unofficial team hotel, but then the Lions didn't win. So
3: can we talk about the fact that Mina might have jinxed them?
4: Mm. Did you
3: guys see her tweet?
4: I hate jinx stuff, but please. (laughs) She
3: tweeted, "I can't believe we might start and finish the season with a Lions-Chiefs game."
4: So might she? She limped in with the verb might. Just don't say anything. Might is a jinx. You don't say anything. Nothing. Okay.
5: Yeah. Uh, but, but everyone's planning. Well, these.
3: she didn't say might. I I got. I didn't read it
5: verbatim. <laughs> Every, everyone's planning these fashion shows. Has anyone looked at what the weather might be? Because yesterday I saw videos from uh, Stadium Swim, and it was a beautiful 70-degree day. Nice. And it looked amazing out there. But people forget that Las Vegas can get cold.
4: Well, let me ask the question of the group here, because this is chief among my concerns, and I've got many of them. How much, put this on the poll, please, Juju, at Lebish, uh, at Lebitard Show, do you trust the 14-day forecast? Because <laughs> I haven't checked since, but 14 days ago, this is what I saw, and it mortified me. Everything 12 days out is fine. Then it grows to 40 and 50 degree weather. With 18 and 19 mile per hour winds hmm. and the the sun gets covered by clouds in the 14-day forecast. But I have Don't no, look today because it's supposed to rain. I have no earthly idea how accurate the 14-day <laughs> forecast. is. Weather people make are. that shit up all the time. Don't yes. worry about it.
6: Yeah. It's it doesn't accurate. matter. It's day accurate, to day. Dan. You don't need to. Don't There's pay cold attention. There's a
0: front uh, coming in. Yeah, allegedly
6: I, until it doesn't. And then, oh, I never said that.
0: I think they have an idea like through five days. But once you get to like day six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, they're guessing. It's a guessing I mean, game. Day-to-day day is a guessing game. They I'm have no idea.
5: Exactly right. right. You can mm-hmm. throw whatever weather at me. There is no such thing as a bad day in Vegas. I was out there for a Skylar Thompson playoff start, and it was 45 <laughs> degrees, and the wind was howling, and I was at Stadium Swim. I had an amazing time.
1: The internet says a seven-day forecast has an 80 is right 80% of the time. Five-day forecast, 90%. But anything a 10-day or longer is about half half right. Thank you.
5: None of that's true. If you'd like to freeze uh, with us at Stadium Swim at Circa Hotel, February 8th and 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, by the way, we can now gear this towards markets, Kansas City. And I know Sue wow. Sugats is quite the popular figure among uh, the 49er faithful. I should be. Uh, no, they hate you. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be out there. At both, fan, both fan bases. Why would hate they hate? You? Yeah. I
0: gave the Chiefs the motivation they needed. I did. Mm,
5: CircaLasVegas dot com slash lebatard to reserve your tickets
1: now. <laughs> Folks, listen up. I want to talk to you about PXG and their new Black Ops driver. You no longer have to sacrifice distance for accuracy, for forgiveness. Folks, those days are done. You get both of those things with this new driver because I went to one of their PXG locations and I tested it out myself. And my boy Mike over there, if you're in Fort Lauderdale, you got to go to that location. He took care of me there. It was quick. It was efficient. By the time I got into my car, I had my email where my clubs were going to be sent. Here I have them now. It is a beautiful thing. What an experience. The PXG Black Ops driver is a break through in driver technology. It's a complete, total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000. I'm telling you, that is ridiculously high. You got to check it out. The PXG Black Ops driver. You'll be as impressed as I was. Learn more and get free shipping on all the equipment at pxg.com slash Dan. Use code Dan at checkout. That's pxg.com slash Dan. Code Dan for free shipping on all equipment. pxg.com slash Dan. Code Dan. Spring is the best time to add
6: new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days. Spring's the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Challenge yourself. And Peloton's classes were made just for that, to challenge you. There's a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve what you already excel in. Plus, if you don't know which class to take to reach your fitness goals, guess what? You can join one of Peloton's many programs. Right now, I'm in a strength program with Andy and a core program with Emma. They're expert coaches like Andy and Emma, and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. With Peloton, You don't need to worry about driving to the gym, making it to class on time. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home whenever it fits your busy schedule. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
5: Don LeBetard. Kiss me where you bruise me. (laughs) Taste me on that fleshy part.
4: (laughs) Really? Yeah. yeah. Really. The taste fuck? me on that sheep part. Taste me, not touch me. Taste, taste me on that sheep <laughs> t- t- part. T- wow. Wow, Bruce. That Bruce I'm talking about the oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
5: talking about the oh, clitoris. I'm talking about the clitoris. Yes, I am. Now we're out here riffing. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to try oh, okay. to find it if I can. <laughs> okay. What well, a wonderful rendition. <laughs> this
4: is the Don Levatar Show with the Stugats. What could possibly go wrong with a lot of electrical equipment and rain? Oh, Dan, don't be this guy. Come on. Don't man. be this guy. We're going to have fun. I'm, I'm just done. scared. There's a, there's, I, know, I know. Why there, can't I
5: be scared? When there there at- is a dark cloud hanging over this Super Bowl <laughs> broadcast, and its name is Dan Levitard. Man, there is no such thing as a bad day in Vegas, as I just
1: said. You'll well, still find a way to sweat.
5: Let's have fun. <laughs> there's also pools around yeah. us, so like, there's going to be water there regardless. Let's lean in. I almost rather it be 36 degrees and howling wow. winds.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's
5: make it memorable, guys. Got to dig deep. Yeah,
3: the, I know that it's going to be cold because Chris Cody's been texting me, yeah. asking me, like, hey, what, what should I wear? No, no,
1: just... No, I was just like, what are you thinking? I, I I just picture her being on top of it with, like, the temperature. What are you thinking we're going to get? Because I'm looking at the forecast, but it's like, Jess, what are, you, what are we going to get Haven't, for the live show?
4: Aren't we presently today getting the coldest winter day we've gotten in South Florida by it being in the low 50s? Is that not the coldest that it's been in South Florida? I understand you're wearing shorts, Jessica, and this is shorts weather for you. Uh, but is this not the coldest South Florida day we've had? Because I'm assuming that Chris Cody has... Things in his closet that don't get used for years at a time—that he's going to be breaking out something that uh, that usually doesn't get worn <laughs> because we don't have cold days in South Florida. No, I've
1: bought some stuff because I'm feeling the pressure from around here to to look stylish. You. Just just
3: the everyone... Tony and Mike Fuentes yeah. on Mystery street. Great. Yeah.
1: Well, Dan also got a stylist. And
5: he I establishes did not get the bar. Uh, you're wearing I, a hoodie today. Not. I've never you're, seen you wear a hoodie. I mean,
4: what's the big deal? This today you really mailed it in. Your stylist is, is going to be mad. One too. of my brother's hoodies, and yeah. my wife is my stylist. I don't have a stylist. Oh, so, so you, you just this.
5: confirmed you have a stylist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: she bought me clothes for our anniversary, and for my birthday, and for Christmas. What does
5: she charge
0: you to be your stylist? Everything. Uh, <laughs> she yeah.
4: gets all of it.
5: Mm. But it dips into the 50s, and we don't have clothes for that down here.
4: I, uh, I went on a date I wanted to tell you guys about on Saturday that was magical because- Does I your
0: wife know?
1: <laughs> I think at some point when you're married, it becomes a date night. Really? Yeah, it's not yeah. a date. I'm with Chris. Yeah, Dan will get the link I out. had a date night with my wife. Let's see where it goes, though. Sorry.
4: Dania is where it went. Oh. Huh. That's the look I was expecting really? from you, Chris Cody. Comedy show? Yeah. You guys
1: do the fun thing where you pick stuff out of a hat? Like, oh, where are we going tonight? Date night. Oh, Dania.
4: No, we were going to the Dania improv, and uh, we left a couple of hours early. And when you leave a couple of hours early for Dania, there's not a lot to do in Dania. <laughs>
0: Just highlight.
4: <laughs> they still have that? Well, There's they, have,
3: there.
0: they <laughs>
4: have the Fronton, which has been modernized. You wouldn't recognize it if you went there. It has; uh, It's a legitimate casino now. Uh, but we were headed over there and we saw on a billboard a concert was happening right then that minute as we were driving by. And so we're like, all right, this should be funny. And that's how Saturday night I ended up at a concert for... Quiet Riot. Nice. (laughs) Celebrating 40 years of metal health. They are old rockers and... It's a little hard to explain. And they they brought it and they had great energy and they were enthusiastic about being there. But, Chris, this was at the former Dania High Life Fronton. That's where it was in something that felt like either a banquet hall. I'll call it an auditorium to be kind, but it was more of a banquet hall. And I'm asking you guys, what do you imagine would be... I don't know how old these guys are. They just put a picture up on the screen. That was about 20 years ago, the picture that they just put up on the screen. These guys are old rockers. Again, celebrating 40 years of metal health is what the celebration of the tour was. And, Mike, you go to concerts all the time. Metal, I would assume ages more poorly than other kinds of music with the oldest of rockers, bringing that sort of energy. I'm, I'm going to guess those guys are close to 70.
5: Yeah, well, what tends to not age well is a vocalist. Anyone that's seen this uh, incarnation of GNR and seeing Axel continue to insist on a three-and-a-half-hour set where his voice is taxed by the end. And it because of TikTok, uh, Motley Crue concerts have also gotten pretty popular, trying to understand and decipher what Vince Neil is going to say. But I haven't seen Quiet Riot. I do enjoy the uh, aging legacy act. I think it's great nostalgia. They don't need to sing well. We'll do the singing. So when Come Feel the Noise uh, came on, were yes. you uh, just out your chair? Feeling the noise? Uh, unfortunately,
4: we had to leave before that oh, was get it. over. That's, a, that's the only reason you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough I mean, look. Yeah. What's the yeah, matter I mean, with you? I, <laughs> Quiet. Well, I had to get to the comedy Watching show. the B-sides for Quiet
5: Riot. I, I mean, that's
0: the moment you pull out your lighter, you sing along with the crowd, you sing with the band. Kevin Dubow, by the way, I think is the lead singer of Quiet Riot. He's 52 years old. Not as old
4: as you would think. Oh, that's much younger than I thought he was. He did not look fifty. Well, they, they they live
5: hard.
6: <laughs> despite the health. there's a seventy three year old. So I feel like some of these may be new members of the riot. You yeah, you
5: mean. always want to look at like how many original members because are, are we
4: still
1: doing lighters or cell phone lights?
5: Cell now, phone lights. Right? Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. Put it on the poll. He's still so doing Wyatt riot. Yeah. If you have, if to, you have no, a light, pull a cell phone out. Chris, you Chris thank you for bringing that up because the single funniest thing at this show was the crowd. Because I want you to imagine, how do you think? To Greg Cody's? How do you, well, just know the person who was into metal when they were 19 years old. How do you think the last 40 (laughs) years have treated that person?
6: Did you see, speaking of aging bands, did you see the Kid and Play video that's going around from this oh, PAX weekend?
4: It's oh. so good. It's so sad. Uh, put it on the poll, please, at Levitard Show. <laughs> does the le- uh, does the aging legacy act in rock and roll make you sad? But uh, fine for me. Video, please. You guys better be careful.
5: We're about to be the legacy aging podcast act.
4: That's right.
5: We're very close. We're about there to the 20th anniversary tour.
4: We got a lot of new
1: members. We got a lot of. It's our final tour. (laughs) Milk that thing. See it in Vegas. See it in Vegas. All the
5: seminal moments. You such hits from our first album that changed your lives, such as. Grading '80s songs with Pat Riley.
1: We're kicking off our five-year farewell tour.
5: This We're in our residency Bowl. era. Yep. Yeah, you guys better play Chidi at the uh, <laughs> at the concert. <laughs>
4: Can you guys in video get for me that video, Stugatz? This will make you feel old. Of Kid, again, one of the members of this act is named, uh, goes by the name Kid. He is mm. no longer a kid. And the other one is Play. Jessica, are you even familiar with Kid and Play? I don't Play? know
3: what's happening right now. I was going to say, uh, if we're talking about old people that look older than they are, we should bring up the Greg Cody illustration. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. That's in one of our new little... Like, oh, they have it here. Oh, there it is. They yeah, mean it's, Angel
1: Resto. Nice. it's what did you do to there my friend? He gave him
3: a liver spot. Liver
1: spot, right <laughs> right on the right cheek.
3: I mean, that is so cruel. <laughs>
4: the wiry eyebrows. <laughs> that looks a little like my father. We need it to, does. We, yes. yeah. we need to show that to Greg tomorrow. It, so will, it will offend do you know him. Chin. Do, you know
5: how, do you know how different he looked the last time the Chiefs and, and Niners played in the Super Bowl? <laughs> that shows you how much has happened.
4: Kid is 59 years old. Wait till I show you this video of Kid and Play. I don't know what that dance is called, Billy. Do you have? It's any called edgy? the Kid and Play. Okay. Yeah,
5: yes. it's like yes. uh, when you zoom into a meeting, even though you're using a different platform, it's always going to be zooming. That dance move is the Kid and Play, and Kid and Play are you not? I forget which insurance uh, they're doing a commercial for, uh, which probably really annoys whoever came up with that idea. But uh, there's there's a commercial that they're in, and the whole thing is it's Kid and Play. They're having a house party. I forget which one has a really bad die job.
4: Video, when you do find that, just put it in the corner of the screen and just leave it there for people because I know that uh, we didn't warn you that this was coming. So it's going to take a minute to find and pair it against whatever it is that that dance looked like 30 years ago when they were doing the kid in play. But uh, the, th- the reason that I went, Stugatz, beyond needing a couple of hours to kill and being in Dania, where it can be hard to find a couple of hours to kill if mm. you are uh, lactose intolerant and don't want to go to Jackson's Ice Cream.
0: <laughs> that place is good. So good, though. Oh, my God. Yes, oh, my God. <laughs> it is wonderful. Oh, I've been to
3: Jackson's. Wow.
6: It's worth, It's worth the risk if you're lactose intolerant. No doubt. Right? Like, that's yes. one that you go, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll deal with the repercussions of this Coming decision. In City. Exactly right.
4: Put it on the poll, please. Juju is uh, if you're lactose intolerant, is Jackson's ice cream the only <laughs> thing that's worth the risk? But uh, the reason Stugantz, I went, is because I simply was hoping to run into a high school burnout of mine, uh, any of them, from from <laughs> whenever in the 80s, these people were into quiet riot because come on, feel the noise was dangerous when you spell it C-U-M. And uh, the, the crowd at this thing, Stugatz, because... Quiet Riot themselves, uh, vocalist still bringing it strong. He Mm -hmm. is not deteriorated, uh, uh, not that much anyway, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was absolutely the crowd that was worth watching because (laughs) the metal crowd, I'm guessing maybe Metallica's crowd ages okay here, but if you're Quiet Riot, it's a specific kind of crowd, if you love the hair bands of the 80s, if it's going to be... Poison or White Snake or oh. one of these, uh one of these. <laughs> that's not even a. Le- those are not even legacy. Well, Poison would be a legacy act, I suppose. But the White Snake doesn't get to be a legacy act, do they? Why? Yes, oh, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're still yeah. out there doing their right. thing,
0: White Snake? Are you kidding? If so you played nuggets. Seminole Coconut Creek Casino, you are a legacy act, my mm-hmm. friend. Yeah.
3: I feel like yeah. Green Day is a legacy <laughs> act at this point. Oh.
4: No. Put it on the poll. Is that is Green Day so old that they're a legacy act already? I think so. 182. Yeah, I mean
5: they're still out there getting contemporary airplay on on alt rock stations. But yeah, it's not an insult to say you're a legacy act. If anything, it's a compliment. I don't know why people would take exception to that. I go to a a, a music festival in Daytona every year called Welcome to Rockville, and occasionally you'll see like the cross section between like. Alt metal, new metal from from the early two thousands, and legacy acts. I'm watching Judas Priest there, and I can't wait to wow. see them.
4: Two guys, here you go. Watch on the screen here. These were, you, these used to be young people, kid and play, <laughs> dancing and doing the kid and play dance here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, they are not moving real fast. Let's see you guys do it.
3: Look
6: for the hamstring grab at the end. Oh. oh, he
0: pulled the hammy. He
5: did. One more time. Stay with it for the pulled hammy. Right at the end. for the look kid at the in play. Right, Stay yeah. for the pulled hammy. Look,
6: look at play after when he goes to start singing. There's a slight grab here. Wait, hold on. He plays
5: it off. There's a little,
1: little bit. Hold on.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why?